Just Being Honest, the JBH Podcast. Let's rock this. True food, full thought. On this episode, number 72 of the Just Being Honest Podcast, I was welcomed into the lusciously gorgeous home of the ingredient police herself. Laurel Gallucci of Sweet Laurel Bakery. Laurel Gallucci, one of seven children, what? Has baked delicious treats since she could even turn on the oven. Chocolate chip cookies for her brothers, beautiful layer cakes for community events. Even at an early age, Laurel liked to keep things oh so simple. She always had an experimental eye, removing elements that seemed unnecessary and only using the best and most wholesome ingredients. When she was then struck with an aggressive autoimmune disorder, her doctor put her on a strict elimination diet and told her, You'll never eat chocolate cake again! What? Uh, because of her deeply emotional connection to food, Laurel struggled, as many of you may struggle as well. After months of baking treats for her family and friends she couldn't even touch, she finally said, enough is enough, and started tinkering with the ingredients she could eat. When she shared her grain-free and refined sugar-free goods with friends, they were blown away. Laurel's baked goods were tender, they were moist, and they were full of flavor. They were the complete opposite of the pasty brick-like gluten-free and vegan goods that her friends had been used to eating. Excited by their reactions and encouragement, Laurel turned her test kitchen into Sweet Laurel Bakery so that everyone could enjoy healthful and simple treats. Both Laurel and I agree that eating well is one of the most pivotal parts of, write this down, self-respect. So why not indulge a little with some of the best alternative ingredients you can get your hands on? Guys, I want to nurture you all with this beautiful conversation I had with Laurel. It's vulnerable and yet 100% relatable. I know all of you will be itching for a sweet treat post-podcast. We're diving in deep. You just turned on the Just Being Honest podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by me, Just Being Honest. Me. Guys, it's KB's Lifestyle Design. I want you to know that disease stems from always trying to please, but the soul is where your truth speaks. When you let your soul be the guide, that is when you are at your most powerful. I, I vow to you. I, KB, am your lifestyle designer, your advisor for health, wellness, travel, and domestic everyday lifestyle practices. I unveil your truth and the choices you have to cultivate the life that you want. 
from mental awareness, body awareness, and fitness and nutrition awareness, we cultivate a customized practice that helps you become successful beyond, beyond, beyond. So are you ready to manifest that lifestyle that you've always desired? It's within you. It's within you. So let me help you unveil it right here, right now. By using code JBH free, you get your first discovery call on me. I'm happy to help and I am excited to meet you. Again, that code is JBH free. Are you ready to live your most authentic and well curated lifestyle? Let's rock this. Hi guys, this is your host, KB, and this is the Just Being Honest podcast. I have to tell you a secret. Have you ever wanted to jump into a bouquet of flowers and just bask into the, one of the petals? Just sunbathe, you know, a little dewdrop glistening over your forehead. Maybe a little bumblebee comes over and takes a sniff. Well, that is exactly where I am right now. You're probably thinking, KB, what? What are you talking about? What are you on? I am in utter bliss. Um, let me start over. This is your health, nutrition, and lifestyle designer, KB here, and I am at the home. Oh my gosh, seriously. I wish I had a little camera on me right now. Um, I'm at the home of Laurel Gallucci, and Laurel is the founder, the creator, the maven behind the brand, Sweet Laurel Bakery. Um, I'm gonna be tripping over my tongue because I am super excited. And as I say again, her house is like a blossoming petal. If you look on her website, um, you'll notice the colors, the branding, blush pinks, sage greens, some moss. Her house is exactly the same. She lives, breathes the entire dream. And it's basically like what I tell y'all. You think it, you create it, maybe on paper in a sketch, you're living it. So she sees her brand every single day and it's the epitome of what her bakery is and what she is feeding your soul. So we have more to tap in with Laurel and um, the jibber jabbering from KB stops now and I'm turning over to our guest, Laurel. Laurel, welcome to the JBH podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, again, I almost melted when I walked into your house. It's gorgeous. It's so simple and it's, it's, it's so sweet. Thank you. Just like your brand. So I want to tap back so our audience can kind of get an introduction of who you really are. Um, let's talk about growing up. What did you like to do when you grew up the most? Yeah, that's a great question. So when I was younger, um, I'm the oldest girl in a family of seven. Okay. And so I was very much into like taking care of siblings. Mm -hmm. So I've always loved that aspect of like caring for someone and nurturing. And a lot of the times that came through food. Like I would bake a lot for my family. I would cook dinner and those types of things gave me a lot of joy. So I would say like that nurturing, um, big sister type love was a big part of growing up for me and also 
making food for people. Wait, so can you tell me the, the lineup? Yeah. Of like boy, girl, boy, girl. Yeah. So I have two older brothers. Okay. And then there's me. Mm-hmm. And then I have another brother. And then I have a sister. And then I have two younger brothers. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole a household. Lot. Yeah, it was a large family. So where are you from originally? I grew up in Santa Monica, so just down the road. Oh my, and so yeah. do all your siblings still live yeah. nearby? Yeah. Oh we're, my gosh. We're really close. It's a lot of fun. How fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So you had that nat- that natural nurturing within you. Yeah. And you were like, I'll bake, and yeah. your mom was probably like, have at it. Yeah. I need your help anyways. <laughs> you know, we've got a whole slew of kids running around, and then Santa Monica. Yeah. It was fun. But we could walk to the beach, and yeah. it was amazing. And, like, another part of my childhood that was super fond was just being outside and in the ocean. And it, it was a good life, for you, sure. Now, was it kind of, like, a different time than it is right now? Because I know we're completely thrown into modern yeah. times. Well, you know, it was interesting because I grew up, and I didn't have, like, a cell phone until college. Yeah. So I feel like that one aspect, like... I don't know if I could identify with these like middle schoolers and high schoolers that have like these fully cell phone and social media driven lives. Crazy. But um, it was really nice because there was literally probably a good, I don't know, 10 years of my life, maybe like middle school to college years where I thought it was like totally normal to go to the beach every day and like go to school. And that was like a good time of my life. And then I hit reality and like got a job. But I'm really grateful I had those years of like freedom and just like carefreeness because, mm-hmm. you know, it it's a fond childhood for sure. Yeah. You know, I think children these days are basically injected with expectation now. Yeah. And it's really scary because, you know... I think a lot of them aren't going back to the kitchen like you were Mm -hmm. and doing those type of activities with their free time, creating, experimenting, and then nurturing. Mm -hmm. The loss of nurturing is gone. So you've continued on that. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about, so you baked was primarily your thing, right? Yeah, and cooking dinner, but definitely baking. Your mom probably loved you. Yeah, my mom didn't like do much cooking or baking so she kind of like there's this like I felt like there's like this void I needed to fill so I was like I'm gonna make cookies for after school snacks and it was my thing you're you're the favorite sister yeah you're the favorite sister (laughs) well I don't know about that but um yeah I did a lot of baking can I ask you what your sign is um like your your western sign when when were you born um May 5th May 5th so you're just so you're an Aries no, you're a Taurus. Yeah, Taurus. You're a That's Taurus. What I heard. Yeah. Oh well, I can tell that because you like to find things. You have mm-hmm. this quality to you, mm. right? A little bit. So of Taurus per- is like fine things. Yeah, fine things. Cool. Quality. I would say quality. Oh, I love quality. Yeah, quality. Whether that's quality time, quality like conversation yeah. or items. Like I can tell by your house, it is like prim and proper, <laughs> right? You. I I've like said this since I was in like. I don't know, college, I, I'm like on the quality campaign. Yes. So like if something's like good quality in any aspect, I'm into it. Love it. Yeah. Wow. I just kind of read you like a book. <laughs> um, so moving on from that, you were baking for a while. What age were you when you, cause you went to college. Mm-hmm. Where did you go to college? I went to UCLA. 
Oh my gosh, you say it's so local. Yeah. And that. then I went to grad school at Pepperdine. Oh so my gosh, you're I'm living like, the life. I'm like very basic, but you know. Not I wanted, I loved living here. You do like quality. Yeah. Oh girl. <laughs> so what was your major? Um, I majored in history, actually. History. Okay. I love that. Okay, so enough of that, Scholar, but it, I, I ask you these questions for a reason because I want to encompass your whole entire brand here. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's a story and there's a hiccup that happened within your life. Um, you found out that you had an autoimmune disease. I hate to call it disease, even though it was a disease because you were at a non-ease, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was an issue that you're dealing with, had to deal with at that time that probably threw a loop in your mm-hmm. little activities, yeah. right? Yeah. Tell us about that if you're comfortable. Tell yeah. us about that time or maybe the symptoms that you felt. Yeah. Not saying that everyone's symptoms are exactly the same, mm-hmm. but tell us maybe what you felt at the time. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you break down the word disease like that because that's kind of how I felt. I was like very not at ease when I found out I had a chronic illness. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, what? I'm not this like healthy 20 something year old anymore. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel like there was something definitely wrong with me. And it was scary mm-hmm. to know that I'd have to be on medication for the rest of my life. And so that put me at disease. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was, I, I remember crying because I was like, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. And the doctor said like, you know what, Laurel, a lot of people have this. Don't worry. You're going to take this medication for the rest of your life and you'll be fine. And I was just like, okay. So that's kind of how it was for the first couple years. And then after and- about two years, I noticed like the symptoms started manifesting and I kind of hit like downward spiral time. Okay, let me let me pause you for a second. How old were you when you yeah. approached the doctor, or um, maybe when you start to feel uncomfortable? I too? think I was twenty five when I was diagnosed. Okay, so mid twenties, mm-hmm. and um, the I actually didn't go to the doctor with symptoms. I was at my OB for like a checkup, and um, he noticed I had a goiter, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god, and so he um, he took like a he took some blood work and then he did a little ultrasound on my thyroid and he confirmed that I had Hashimoto's disease. So like a hypothyroidism. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. So, um, around 26, 27 was when the symptoms got a lot worse. Mm-hmm. So, um, the first being I was chronically constipated at mm-hmm. all times every day. And it was like this terrible feeling. So I was always constipated. And so like, I was always stressed out about like eating because I was always constipated. Yeah. And so I like literally went to my doctor and I was like, what can I do about my constipation? So they gave me Miralax. Oh, great. Which like didn't do anything and made me feel like the grossest human ever. It just flushes you out even more. Oh my gosh. It was so terrible. And I was working as a school teacher at the time. Yeah. And it was so hard to have these like symptoms while trying to teach in a classroom all day. Like it was so terrible. And then um, the second thing that I went to my doctor with after the constipation was... um, I noticed my period had stopped Mm. and the, the solution for that was to take birth control. Mm. And I had already stopped taking birth control because I noticed that it was like 
making me feel weird. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the suggestion was to start it back up, even though I wasn't having a period to like induce a fake period. And I was like, that doesn't fix the problem. I like Mm -hmm. knew there was something wrong with that. And so those two symptoms made me really feel like I was getting hit with a lot of band-aid fixes. Mm -hmm. And then the sickness really culminated where in a three month period, I literally lost 40 pounds and I literally had zero energy. Like I couldn't walk up a staircase. Now, why, why do you, was that because you were afraid to eat things? Well, so it was a culmination. So like I was having all these symptoms from the, the constipation, but it was a very sudden, like there was nothing I really did differently in my Mm -hmm. eating. Yeah. My body just stopped absorbing nutrients, yeah. which was and really scary. You were really stressed too. Yeah. And I, I was in a stressful situation health-wise. Um, my job was somewhat stressful. There were a lot of like reasons why this could have happened. But what I think happened is my body just like was shutting down and not choosing to absorb any nutrients. Well, I think... in. More of this is what I like to tell people. Um, you know, my mom's a functional nutritionist, mm-hmm. so I've heard a lot of this and that. And I myself have has have gone through autoimmune issues. Um, the body will heal if you allow it to. Mm-hmm. Subconsciously, we become stressed or unaware of particular issues that are manifesting, maybe mm-hmm. from past or you know hidden truths mm-hmm. or whatever within our life. Um, that do cause an explosion, I guess mm-hmm. you could say, of those diseases, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that Hashimoto's could have stemmed from something deep within you, or maybe even something when you were a newborn baby, mm-hmm. or maybe it was passed down, or from a past life, what have you. But um, that being said, you know, like the chronic stress, that's what causes the malabsorption of the nutrients mm-hmm. and all of that jazz. Yeah. Um, so moving beyond that, doctor said, Hey, have a bandaid, mm-hmm. you know, which many of them do, which I'm highly against. I know some people need to have antibiotics, but guys, I'm just being honest. Um, antibiotics most of the times make things a little bit worse, a little bit worse, a little bit worse. And then you're going to have to get a bigger bandaid and a bigger bandaid. And those toxins are creating more this and that and what have you. Um, so we could go into that longer, but we're not going to. So you're dealing with this. And then one day, what did you say? Kaput? Um, yeah. So I actually, it was really funny. Um, the symptoms were just getting worse. I was downward spiral time of my life. My dad who's actually a medical doctor was like, you need to like try something else. Like, cause I was, he, he actually, like, was the first person to get in my head the idea of healing through food because he practices it in his practice as a cardiologist. Mm-hmm. And um, to him, you know, he encourages all of his patients to be on a certain type of diet. Mm-hmm. But, like, so I have that in the back of my head. But he was like, you can't do these Band-Aid fixes and you can't put your health off another year. You're, I think I was 27 at the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know... I didn't want to have a child at that very second, but I knew I wanted to have children eventually. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it was kind of scary to think, oh, I'm not having a period, you know, this could mean something down the road. 
Um, so I started working with a functional medicine doctor. She, she was medically trained and um, went into the functional integrative avenue um, later on. And she actually saw me and like looked at me and knew what was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. By your skin coloring? She, she saw my coloring. Yeah. She saw how thin I was. Like I was, um, she actually knew me. It was a family friend and she knew me when I was like quote unquote normal. And like, it was a marked difference. Like I looked like a different person and I was really frail. And she, she said, what's, what's going on? And I told her, well, I have Hashimoto's disease. I'm on Synthroid. Um, I'm on birth control Mm -hmm. to regulate my cycle. Um, I'm on Miralax after every meal. And she was like, no. She's like, stop. You need to do one thing. (laughs) And if that's in this one thing, I want you to do it for a year and you're going to feel better. And I was like, okay. And she's like, you need to remove all grains, refined sugar, dairy, and legumes from your diet. And you will see a marked difference. She's like, the thyroid antibodies are being aggravated by the gluten you're eating, by the soy you're consuming. And it's really messing you up. She's like, what do you eat for breakfast every morning? And I was like, That's a great question. (laughs) I love my breakfast. I have Ezekiel sprouted 4-9 bread every morning with peanut butter. And Ezekiel sprouted whole wheat bread is probably, if you're going to eat gluten, you know, it's one of the quote-unquote healthier options. But it has sprouted gluten and sprouted legumes and soy. And so it was really aggravating me. And I was having that with peanut butter. Mm you know, I was eating like a natural peanut butter, thinking it's not like Jiffy, but it was still peanut butter. And so these legumes are legume. Yeah. Yeah. So these legumes were really aggravating me. And I literally, I kid you not, like I looked forward to my breakfast every morning. It was like my favorite time of the day. And like, she was like, you're not eating that tomorrow. And I was like, okay, what am I eating? then? (laughs) And so she, she told me, you're going 100% paleo for a year and you will see a difference. So like basically don't eat grains, refined sugar, dairy, legumes, you'll be fine. So I started this diet like a light switch, you know, totally changed everything. And the next day, um, I started my day with like this smoothie that she had me do. And then I was eating lots of protein and veggies. And like, that was my life for about a year. And, um, I must say, but slowly but surely, I did feel my energy back. Mm. I didn't gain like weight back very quickly, and because that was like one of the problems that I was having. Um, but over time, you know, I really started to see changes in my health. Um, and after about three months, I was like, "There's another family birthday party that rolled around," and for years I had been the family cake maker, and so I was like, "I have to make birthday cake," and. Um, my husband was like, well, I don't want you baking anything that you can't eat because that's just not fair. And I was like, okay. So um, I started baking things for my family and for friends that I could actually eat. So it was something that was grain-free. It was refined sugar-free. It was dairy-free. So I was using things like almond flour and coconut oil, and I was sweetening with dates and like Mm. 100% maple syrup. And um, I completely changed the way I baked And, um, it was really fun because like for three months I was like in this hyper experimental zone of my life where I was just like kind of baking things. And, um, it just so happened that 
when I started working with my functional medicine doctor and changed my diet, um, my, the loved ones in my life kind of like circled around me and they were like, you're taking a year off of teaching, like take a year off. You know, my husband was like totally down to like have me just to focus on healing. And he, they were like, you're not teaching next year. And I was like, okay, I went to grad school for this and I'm like still paying student loans, but okay. And so, um, I trusted and I took that step that was super hard to do because I had so much guilt about it mm. and I did really love teaching, but the beauty of it is, is like five months into that year off, I started Sweet Laurel with my dear friend, Claire. So it's like, I thought that wouldn't have happened if, um, you know, I didn't take that year off. But so anyways, I had been, I had a lot of free time on my hands, which is why I was doing all this baking. I was basically baking and going to yoga and like eating healthy. It was the life. And, um, about, it was about December of that year that Claire and I decided to take the plunge and start Sweet Laurel. And at the time it was kind of like a very loose, what is Sweet Laurel? Like we knew, we knew it was going to be this like beautiful brand and we knew it was going to be focused on education and we knew we'd be making cakes but we didn't necessarily know we'd be selling them and shipping them nationally and delivering mm. them to people's doors and so it was a really interesting time because we kind of started with this education focus um workshops were paramount we would have these workshops where we teach people how to do grain-free treats or we'd have a seminar all about healing through food and we saw that people were actually really interested mm -hmm. in it and so um we got this really strong brand presence and um following from the beginning that has been super loyal throughout our days you know mm -hmm. like and they've been so supportive and um Claire, my partner, who's really the visionary behind Sweet Laurel and what the brand is and the brand identity, she like said from the beginning, she was like, I see a bakery, I see a cookbook, I see this, I see that. And like, it's crazy because like everything, single thing she said has happened. And so I, yes, yeah, she manifested it, but she also has that big picture vision and that was really essential for Sweet Laurel because, like, for me, I was kind of lost in my sickness. I was still, like, actually healing. Yeah. So I was, like, still actually healing and um, baking just because out of necessity at first, really. I didn't need to be doing it for a living. I was doing it because I needed to feed You had myself. to build a birthday cake. Uh, yeah. And I was, like... <laughs> And it was interesting because in 2014, when the R&D kind of started in my kitchen, um, you couldn't go to the grocery store and buy grain-free crackers. It didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And so if I wanted crackers or brownies or cookies, I had to bake them myself. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the inspiration behind, like, the recipes, really. And, um, you know, we started the blog in 2015, and there's recipes on there from 2015 mm -hmm. that it's like... It, it's actually fun to see because yeah. like we didn't have like cashew cream cheese back then and like house made coconut milks that didn't have preservatives in them so it was like a very new thing at the time and it's been so amazing to see how much it's grown in the past couple years like in terms of like now I can go to the store and I can buy like clean vegan cheeses made from cashews and like awesome you know, grain-free tortilla chips and things like that. So 
like this the grain-free gluten-free like organic vegan whatever you want to call it space has really grown a lot in the last couple of years and that's been cool and it's been fun to add to that and to have a product in that space mm. and hopefully um you know our goal in this next year is to have a national presence in our wholesale mm. like whereas right now we're pretty much southern california based so um you know our vision is to kind of share it with as many people as possible you know you're talking about like your healing and then you took a year off from teaching which was stacking a lot more stress on yeah. with what you were already dealing yeah. with especially yeah. being on Miralax Woo! yeah I mean you know I don't even know what you were teaching yeah what? I was teaching little kids little kids yeah, like, oh, I mean that could be the worst yeah so like really what? small children. you know yeah so um and that's a lot of attention especially mm-hmm. especially a lot of energy output which was which I didn't have energy so it was really hard well yeah and a lot of um a lot of I guess you would say like just issues in general, you know, with stress, stress for women, especially within our gut. Yeah. And so like you can feel stressed when you're stressed, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you feel it in your gut. But when you took that year off and you're doing yoga, meditation, breathing, mm-hmm. you know, that is when you started to heal. Yeah. And that is probably when you started to get your period back. Yeah naturally because of the stress not to say that you probably still were getting your cycles it just wasn't so here's the thing it was an interesting chain of events because the first thing that came back was my energy Mm -hmm. and then like i like healed my gut like like that was a big focus with my doctor the first year my period didn't come back for almost two to three years so i had secondary amenorrhea for four years were you on birth control still no no you were not no so i had been off of it for years and um i actually never got my period back i suddenly got pregnant with my son Mm -hmm. it's now two and a half almost three years ago Mm -hmm. and um had a baby which was amazing and the baby like ever since i had nico my autoimmune disease has been in remission and you know he's like two and almost he's almost he's like two and a quarter right now and um it's been amazing because my antibodies have been zero my autoimmune disease does not show up on paper Mm -hmm. and it's just been incredible to see and i think it's because the probably the biggest thing is my body can now absorb nutrients that I eat, mm-hmm. whereas before it wasn't. I had um, I was on so many antibiotics in high school and college, and I also took Accutane for my face. And have I, you heard? Oh, oh yeah. So I think that I'm pretty sure that's probably why I had a messed up gut, yeah. which triggered my autoimmune condition. Mm-hmm. I, but I fully healed my gut. Like wow. I have, I have not had a problem with constipation in years. Wow. And it's been amazing because I healed it with food. I removed the things that were causing inflammation, and I re-inoculated the myself with, yeah. you know tons of fermented foods, tons mm. of really strong probiotics yes. and like just not like eating an anti-inflammatory diet has helped me so much. And, um, I know right away, like if I have inflammation now, Oh, like, mm-hmm. so I'm so in tune with my body and that's been a really amazing thing because whereas before I kind of was like trudging through, didn't listen to my body, like didn't realize that, 
you know, this constipation was like stacking up. And so, um, yeah, it was an interesting healing process for sure. No, when you got pregnant, I can a hundred percent see how the gut flora has been changed due to your hormones. Mm -hmm. Um, because our hormones mean everything. Our hormones go with the thyroid, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, the T3, T4 is all interconnected, which people don't even realize. Mm -hmm. Um, what was I going to say on top of that? Um, and so, yeah, you are in remission, which is beautiful. And eating so clean like that, which people don't realize, is when you're fully aware of your mm-hmm. presence, your yeah. body, you know, the body awareness, um, you know when inflammation is yeah. coming on. And yeah. you could probably know what that trigger was, too, even if it was stress-induced. Yeah. yeah, well, what I like to think about is that eating well is a form of self-respect yes. and self-care. <gasps> and, like, it's something where, like, a lot of people... You know, they kind of like give you grief for, you know, choosing to eat organic or like being weird about not eating certain things or being like that annoying person at the restaurant. But who cares? You're actually, you're actually taking care of yourself. Oh, of course. And if you look at it that way, it's like, I respect myself enough and I care enough about myself to not eat that and to eat this instead because, you know... I want to be like the best person I can for my family, for my business, for my friends, for whatever. And it's really a form of self-care. Well, in in all reality, you should never have to defend um, taking care of yourself. Yeah. Like, you should never have to defend. Like, I get it because, you know, I'm like, I'm going to bed early tonight, you know? And and people are like, oh my gosh, you're like a grandma. Like, yeah. I'm going to bed early tonight. I feel great when I do that. Yeah. You know, if someone says something about you and your lifestyle being in a positive manner, like, that's on them. Like, 100%. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you've got to love yourself. And you're living for yourself. And at the end of the day, you're showing Nico a good example, Mm -hmm. you know, of what makes you feel well. Yeah. You know, because when you can perform well, you can do astonishing things. It's true. You grew a business out of wellness. And not to say that, like, eating, like, every sweet and sugar thing out there is, like, the best thing for you, but you're showing a better variety of it, and you're showing it with beauty, and it is your artistry, a thousand percent. Um, So let's jump back into that. Let's back jump back into Sweet Laurel. So you started back when, um, I love the thought you said about making things from complete scratch. Yeah. And it is probably a better product that, I mean, there are things on the market where you can buy them, like, kind of like ahead of the game and mm-hmm. already packaged, but making things completely from scratch. I mean, I'm from Kansas, so I know what, like my sister lives in Western Kansas, like on a farm, like scratch is scratch yeah. and it is so beautiful. And that is, that is seen through your product. Like if you follow guys, if you follow Laurel on Instagram, <laughs> it's just like, did you paint that? I mean, literally, I just want to see you drizzle the icing on there and how you do it so methodically. It's probably a meditation for you. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, frosting a cake is very therapeutic. Mm. There are the cakes where it's like a little more stressful if it's like choosing to not work out, but I am frosting a cake is very therapeutic. And another thing I want to ask you is that there are so many, and I'll talk about social media because everyone wants some sort of letter 
behind someone's name, credibility, Mm -hmm. certificate of that manner. You didn't have that. You didn't Mm -hmm. go to school for this. Um, You do have like that teaching background, Mm -hmm. but you still did it. Mm -hmm. You still followed your passion. And the thing is, this is why I always like to ask people about their childhood upbringing is because you were a nurturer, you were baking. So jump forth a couple of years. This is exactly what you're meant to do. Mm -hmm. And that is what I like to tell my audience members because I like to say, what was the most stress-free thing, most enjoyable thing that you liked to do when you were a child? Mm -hmm. That ultimately is probably your passion Mm -hmm. and probably what you are meant to be. So going into that, what was your first product that you sold? And like, were you delivering stuff from your house or like, I want to get the whole picture here. Were you like, whatever? Cause I, we all know Claire like had this like vision, like, okay, here's the schedule. Yeah. So, um, so we started as a cottage law industry. Mm -hmm. So in Los Angeles, you can create food in your home and sell it as long as like you meet health department standards Mm -hmm. and you make under a certain amount every year. So in that first year, um, I was baking cakes for people who ordered them on my website and like hand delivering them to their doors. And so, um, <laughs> Thanks, the Laurel. cake, yeah. So the cake, we had three cake flavors. We had our chocolate caramel cake. We had our vanilla coconut jam cake and we had our carrot cake. Like now we have like eight flavors, but those were the first three. And then, um, the first product we offered was the vegan caramel sauce, which was on Mm. the chocolate caramel cake. And I just knew people like loved it so much. So we had to offer it. So, um, we were selling that and then, um, we would do these little pop-ups and we would do events where we would sell things like tea cakes and jams and other things. But that was how it started. Oh my gosh. And then when you decided to like open up an actual brick and mortar, How'd that go about? So that was really interesting because we opened our brick and mortar after being an online business for three years. Mm. So a lot Can of I people, believe that? Can yeah. you believe that? Online crazy. business for something that's like edible. Yeah. Like people can't so touch it. We were an online it. business for three years. After a year of having the company, we launched our wholesale business, mm. which is where you would see it in like Air One and different grocery stores and markets in LA and Southern California. And, um, we decided to open a brick and mortar as like the next step of growing the business. And that was a very exciting thing, but also very scary. Cause it was like, Oh my gosh, how is this going to translate? How are we going to do this bulk? And like, what are people going to think? And we've had such an overwhelming amount of success around it and excitement. And like, people are just so joyful and happy when they walk in like that alone is worth it and we have like kids coming in who have never been able to get something at a bakery before because they have like diabetes or something and they can get whatever they want at our shop so we're literally excuse me like fulfilling a need for several people but a lot of people like a big chunk of our customers they aren't even Mm gluten-free they're not celiacs they they don't have to like be dairy-free but they want to be because they know it's the better option. It's like the feel good, yummy, like no artificial sugar rush after yeah. option. No artificial flavors. I love how it's becoming so apparent now, mm-hmm. especially within all industries. People are actually recognizing what certain terms mean on labels. Yeah. And like, ooh, 
that's not very good for me, you know? And so I love that. And and there are, they are recognizing, oh, it still tastes delicious. And it isn't that crazy addictive artificial flavoring that is put in there, but it is that delicate quality to that. So how long have you had the brick and mortar? Uh, We opened it in September of 2018. So our year anniversary is coming up. Oh, yeah, because that's when Pacific Palisades kind of opened up. Yeah, the Palisades Village. You know what, here, that is like the perfect area because when I think of Pacific Palisades, I think of your brand. Yeah. Because I think of like rose bushes, white picket fences. Yeah. Kind of like that whole epitome. Perfect. Yeah. Now, do you think you have any plans of opening up another brick and mortar? Yes, definitely. We're we're definitely going to open more in LA and hopefully other places too. I could have an idea of maybe where you should open up one, but I won't say it on. Okay. On camera. But um, I love this, how you had your test kitchen, first and foremost, and it turned into a reality. And can you tell us kind of how, because I like to ask entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. not to make it a negative things, but we all know that owning a business isn't always butterflies and rainbows. Mm -hmm. What are some particular failures or bumps in the road that you've really had to work on? Yeah, so probably the biggest thing for me is being assertive. Mm. So, like, it's not my strongest quality, but I've had to really grow in it. So, say someone, like, working for you isn't doing something to the level you want it to be or desire it to be or have communicated that it should be. You obviously have to respond by being assertive and talking about it and Mm -hmm. maybe coming together about how you can work together and bring it to the level that is um, understood between both of you and like, you know, expect expected quite frankly. So like that's something I've had to really grow in because I don't like confronting people. I don't like, you know, conflict. So, so being assertive in all aspects of the business has been challenging for me. And, but it's like every day I get to work on it. So I'm really sharpening that tool. You're probably, I can just imagine you sitting there thinking like, okay, I'm going to deal with this. I'm going to deal with this. Totally. I mean, I like, I like coach myself through a lot of situations. Cause like I, you know, every day there's something different going on. So that's been the thing I've grown in the most for sure. And how are you kind of, because when you started your brand, um, you know, you had three different flavors of cakes. Mm-hmm. How have you kind of streamlined or made it laser focused? Yeah. So we always knew we wanted it to have an in and out type strategy where it was like, we're going to do something and do it really well. Mm-hmm. And so when, you know, we didn't open Sweet Laurel offering pies, you know, cupcakes, you know, what have you. We opened it, we were like, we do cakes and we do them really well and they're really yummy. And then um, that was what we were known for. And then when we opened our brick and mortar, we expanded really heavily into the baked good department. And, you know, those have been extremely popular. And that's something that we're expanding into wholesale as well. Like our keto brownie is one of our best sellers and it does super well. And so it's a product that we're really excited about to share with like as many people as possible. So let me ask you one thing. As you start to grow, you know, you have your goal being to expand nationally. Um, one thing, because I always like to 
feel the fear for my entrepreneurs out there. One thing I think about is how do you maintain the integrity of your yeah. clean product? That's a great question. Because there are a lot of people that have to put fillers in something yeah. just to make more and more yeah. bulk. Yeah, totally. So I am the, like, I have labeled myself as the set Sweet Laurel and everyone knows it's part of my role at Sweet Laurel. It's, I'm like literally the ingredient police. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing in a sweet laurel product that I don't personally like endorse and believe in and stand behind. And that's what I, the way I want to keep it. I'm, you know, like I understand that a lot of companies have to make compromises for shelf life and for this and that. And that's something that at sweet laurel, we are really like, it's part of our brand to not have fillers and preservatives and things like that. So like that's something that we really stand behind and um i personally make sure the quality stays up yeah in that department and you know what once someone tries your product they understand you know and that's why and i'm preaching preaching to everyone out there that's why certain products may be a little bit more of the dollar because they are investing in you yeah they're investing in your self-respect they're investing in your self-care, your self-enjoyment yeah. wholeheartedly. Yeah. You know, she's investing in your non-stomach aches. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so I just say stay laser focused on that. I'm here to be your cheerleader on that Thank because you. I've seen lots of brands, you know, whether they're sold and stuff or I'm driving in my car down the street and I hear like, like, for instance, like Burt's Bees is owned by Clorox now. And I'm like, oh, what? Like, I just, like, literally do the whole emoji, like, hand of the palm on my forehead. Like, really? They just ruined it. Like, you just ruined it. So, keep it clean. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, like, I want to always stay on it, Sweet Laurel, as the ingredient police. Okay. We'll make you a badge. Yeah. Do you have an apron that says ingredient police? Not yet. But I should. Oh, my gosh. Um, Okay. So, jumping back into this, I want to ask you... Because we won't take up too much of your time. We know um, you've got sleeping Nico in the other room. And um, I think also another thing is that when you think of expanding your brand, you probably do think of Nico Mm -hmm. and about if you were in the store shopping, Mm -hmm. what would you want to fill your child with? Yeah. And you are filling him, you know, with love. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing is what you're doing is baked with love. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, Gosh. So many things I want to ask you, but I do want to ask you, what um, what are some new things that you're kind of working on right now that you can share with us? Yeah, so um, Claire and I are really excited about our second cookbook. Um, if you don't know about our first cookbook, it's called uh, Sweet Laurel Recipes for Whole Food Grain-Free Desserts, and it's an absolutely amazing baking book, and I like to say it's a baking mm. book for beginners because... Everything is super simple, and it's based off of our five core ingredients, which are almond flour, coconut oil, 100% maple syrup, Himalayan pink salt, and organic pastured eggs. And there's lots of ways you can sub in and sub out those those ingredients if you mm-hmm. need to, but the recipe book is a really good primer into that style of cooking, and um, it's been super well-received by the public, and we're thrilled, and so much so that we're writing our second cookbook, which is called Sweet Laurel Savory. And it's more of like dinner, lunch, um, delicious, savory things. So non-sweet. So really yummy meals. 
I love that. I'm going to have to go stalk you. I, I know I've seen the first book. Um, I need to pick up that book. I need to snoop on the second book as yeah. well. Because savory, when I think of savory, pink Himalayan sea salt, you like totally. Mm, it's everywhere. Book. That's me. <laughs> That's my life. I could move in here. I'll room with Nico. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you one more question. Are you ready? Dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. I, I drew a rose for you too. Oh, nice. <laughs> She's like, who are you? All right, Laurel. What's your honest truth that has led you on a path to success in maintaining a healthy lifestyle? That's a really good question. Um, what? So, like, what is the one thing that has helped in my healthy lifestyle? It could be anything. It could be, like, a quote, a mantra. It could be yeah. a person. It could be yeah. Practice, yeah. So for me, I I want to say it's this, and it kind of like can manifest itself in all avenues of life. It doesn't have to be wellness, but um, I mean, I use it in my wellness practice, in my like work life, everything. So um, learning by doing Ugh. is kind of my thing, and like like you said, I didn't go to culinary school. I do not have my MBA, so like. You know, why am I running a bakery business? Why you know, not? You might ask, but I honestly have learned by doing. That is kind of like what um, what has been a really big part of the process for me. And like, you know, when I was first told to go grain-free, dairy-free, refined sugar-free, legume-free, I didn't necessarily know how to start, but I just started by doing and learned a lot along the way. Like, oh... I can't eat gluten, I can't eat rice, I can't eat oats, but I can have almonds, I can have coconut, I can have, you know, this or that. And yeah. like learning by doing has really spawned a lot of really amazing things in my life. And I am really into that theory. It's actually a learning theory I learned in my graduate school studies. And um, the idea is like you learn just by doing things and along the way you can reflect upon it and use that going forward. You know, I think about learning by doing and when people say that, and I often at times, whenever I think of that, I think of gratitude. Mm -hmm. I think of the word gratitude because it comes to the point back to, um, being grateful for taking each step as it comes. Mm -hmm. And that being said of, instead of thinking, I can't have this, I can't have that, but being grateful for, I can have this. Yeah. I can have that. Yeah. What can I create? What can I experiment from this? You know, you said you nurtured your kids, or excuse me, your 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 siblings. They pretty much were your kids, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, your siblings um, from time to time experimenting in your test kitchen. Yeah. My oldest sister did the same thing with me. I mean, we had like ethnic and I, we'd make all this succotash looking stuff and that's how I eat today and people are like what is that I mean if you looked up my Instagram you'd be like what is that mix I'm like well let me tell you the crazy ingredients I just throw in there because I want flavor yeah and cool. um like my sister would make me nachos and she'd be like oh you know like you know my mom being a functional nutritionist like we had like wheat crackers you know like that was the chip you know so yeah um that's whatever was in there um but I love that like Basically stemming your whole life, learning by doing, basing it on gratitude, what you can have and what you can create from that. Yeah. Laurel, you're beautiful. Like I can just see you shining from 
from Thank you from within and I Thank love you. it and I can see it in your work and I just say keep continuing <laughs> to be the ingredient police I will don't right? worry I will not let you down Right. And thank you. I'm so grateful for our time together. Yeah, this has been great. Guys, we are on Spotify, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, and um, Simplecast FM. I want to tell you guys that, um, you know, learning by doing is such a gift. And so don't be afraid of, like, your setbacks because your mind is going to tell you no, but your heart, your hands are going to say, yes, I have the ability to try anything. So join me every single Monday for a new episode of the Just Being Honest podcast. And it's been an honor and a pleasure. And I'm so grateful for you guys tuning Whoa, see, I told you I'd trip over my tongue. Tuning in every single week. Until next time, kiss, kiss, hug, hug, peace, love. Ciao. Much like Laurel, I find myself sitting and twiddling my thumbs at times, not certain what exactly to experiment on next. I too have gone through bouts of what it seems to be hopeless moments in this modern world of health speed bumps, but then instantly snap out of it when I realize that being assertive is the only way out. Finding gratitude in what we do have is the most magical gift of life. And what a gift it is, am I right? Some of my favorite takeaways from Laurel is that she continues to practice the art of being assertive in order to cultivate a thriving business. I especially love that when she decided to create Sweet Laurel Bakery, she tuned into staying laser focused. How did she do this? Her simple mantra was, do one thing and do it well. And to always, always maintain integrity. I hope you all got a lot of value out of this episode today. And thank you so much for hanging out with me each and every single week. And if you did, please make sure to share this out with your friends and your family on social media. And you can tag me at JustBeingHonestKB. I am so grateful so grateful of your support and always love to see your feedback. And please, please make sure to take a second or two to head over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and subscribe. It's free to the Just Being Honest podcast. And leave us a rating to let everyone know that this show is fabulous. Fabulous! Woo! I'm breaking out on a song and a dance. You know what happens next? Guys, you have the power to help us bring you even better content and guests each and every week. And as always, I appreciate you all so incredibly much. Until next time, thanks for joining in. Making a change can be easy. Actually, you know what? Let's not even use the word change. Let's use the word fine polishing. Fine polishing the real personal you that's deep within yourself. Guys, the answer is within you. Let's bring it out. And that's why I want to remind you to contact me, KB, and receive your first discovery call free. Free. That's almost a $500 value. So let's get on it and let's start bringing your mind, body, and soul back into alignment 
and uh, transforming your life into everything it is meant to be. Your healer is in, and I am here to help. That is JBH free is your code. Use it and use it wisely.